This is Amy Poehler. My new movie, Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2, is coming to theaters June 14th, and it's making me feel joy and sadness and anger. Definitely some disgust. Rose! And I think a little fear. But I'm also feeling these new emotions like anxiety, embarrassment, envy, and ennui. It's what you call the boredom. Okay, that one was weird. It's going to be the feel-everything movie of the summer. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only in theaters June 14. Get tickets now. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor's going to distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.com. FM to get started. The wait is finally over. One of your favorite dance duos is here in studio. Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk. We talk movies. Welcome on into To the Point with Kristen Burt. Uh, created by Dance Network and, of course, Popcorn Talk. And I've got to tell you guys, we are so excited to have this duo in studio today. You guys asked, and I, we finally delivered. All right. It is none other than Keone and Mari Madrid. Hi, guys. How are you? Hello. I'm so good. Good to see you. I know it's, A, it's hot here in Los Angeles. <laughs> and you guys made the drive from San Diego, so I certainly appreciate that. Yeah, of course. Thanks for having us. And, you know, the heat is not too too bad. We just came back from Japan, and it was crazy humid out there. Stick your arm out the window, and you just start sweating kind of weather. So, you know, we're at least it's dry here. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> and we're in AC, so we're all set, yeah. of course. You know, um, I always love to really take a look at what has happened to everyone post-World of Dance because I feel like it's been this major bubble that everyone has in, and it exploded this summer, and it's been so exciting to really watch everyone's career. And I asked you uh, just a few moments ago, I was like, are you guys still feeling the effects of World of Dance? Yeah, I think we definitely are. Uh, you know, it's kind of weird because you tape this thing and then you have to wait a few months and not talk about it and then finally experience it again, but with all these other people watching. So now uh, that everything is aired, we've um, gained some new fans and mm-hmm. new eyes. We meet people um, all the time and just uh, also family members and just uh, lots of conversations centered around the show. Yeah, I mean, I'll- Earlier today, we were, you know, out doing our thing, and, and we ran into someone, and it's like, are you guys those those dancers? So it's been happening a lot more, and them talking about <laughs> their feelings on the show, and um, and how our experiences were, but it's been great. Yeah, well, we'll get into that, too, because there there's a lot of conversation around World of Dance, and I, I do think that there's one particular round we will probably debate for years to come, <laughs> and you're probably still, like, going, I know what round we're talking about, of course. But um, let's kind of get started, and I always like talking to people about where their foundation in dance began, because everyone has such a different path, and I'm finding, like, the more I talk to people, it's not just that your mom put you in, you know, ballet class at three, and that's where you started. Everyone 
especially I think when it comes to like hip hop and, and different types of urban dances, totally different story. Mm. People fall into it a little bit later sometimes. Yeah, you know, it's there isn't. I think because uh, hip hop is still new, uh, relatively in comparison to other dance styles. So there's kind of this unforeseen path of like which. How do you get there? You know, how do you how do you become mm. the best hip hop dancer you can be? And and for us, I mean, uh, we had separate paths. I mean, you started in Colorado, mm-hmm. me in San Diego, and uh, it was before YouTube. You know, before any of that mm-hmm. stuff was out there. And I, for me personally, I, I always loved dancing. Um, I played basketball for ten years before I started dancing. So for me to transition into dancing and decide, uh, to to make that choice was. Um, a hard one uh, for me personally uh, with family and friends. Uh, was it a stigma thing? Yeah. You know, like well, men shouldn't be dancers. For sure. Yeah. For sure. Uh, I mean, for lack of better words, people would be like, oh, you're gay. You know, for, for right. dancing. And uh, me and probably another one of my friends who's now on Kinja's and we still are really close and one of my best friends, we were probably the only male dancers in school and particularly the only dancers that were doing uh, hip-hop styles at the time and um, yeah I, I fell in love with it I mean like I said I always had dancing around me uh, I always loved watching music videos I would I was that type of person when you know Justin Timberlake music video came on or any kind of music video with dancing I would you know turn my back to the TV and try to learn it in those few <laughs> seconds because that was the moment you had uh, and then um, but I didn't take first take uh, my my first dance class until I was 15 um, and then, yeah, I fell in love with it, took it seriously. Um, yeah, further on from there, just kept training. That's mm-hmm. amazing. And yeah. you were a gymnast first, is yeah, that correct? I was a gymnast for eight years. That's amazing. Before I started dancing, and I quit. I wanted to stop. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade Two. Play it now with Game Pass. And my mom said, "You're not going to sit around this summer and do nothing." So she signed my brother and I. My brother's also a dancer. His name's Chris Martin. He travels and is amazing and does all this cool stuff too. But we both started. I was. Uh, 13, I think Chris must have been 8 at the time, and it was like a week-long hip-hop summer intensive at the local studio, and our first teacher was this b-boy named K.O., Kevin O'Keefe, and he taught us how to top rock and six-step, those were like the first things that, you know, we learned, and uh, you wouldn't think that looking at me dance now, just because I've been influenced by so many different things, but uh, it started there, and then you know, from there you, you're excited about something, you just want to learn everything you possibly can, and that attitude is, I try to keep that as I've gotten older and done more things, just always growing and learning. Well, I think that's amazing, like, look what your mother started. I know. Isn't that <laughs> I, I mean, she, and she's literally like, I need you out of my hair for yeah. a week, go to camp, wear yourself out, and then come home and go to sleep. And, I mean, she created careers for the two of you. Basically, yeah, so always, thank you, Mom. Good call. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of amazing. And so you're in California. You're in Colorado. When did you make your way to California? I went to college in Oakland at the school called California College of Art. 
I studied creative writing. There actually isn't a dance program there. Mm -hmm. Most people assume that I danced in school, but I just did the outside. I was um, always part of the studio growing up in Boulder. Um, and I just wanted to continue to have dance in my life. So when I moved out to Oakland, I looked for what was going on there. And I, uh, I first was on a team called Mind Over Matter uh, for about a year. I went home for summer and I came back and I joined Funkonometry San Francisco and stayed with that company for, gosh, it was like five years, I think. And it was a huge like growth period for me as uh, a choreographer because that's where I started to really start playing more with choreography and I'd be able to teach people and sometimes we would use it for performances mm -hmm. um, and I got to develop my voice there um, yeah so I, I lived in in Oakland for five years before I eventually moved to San Diego ah and that's where <laughs> the paths converge I have to ask you have a, a degree in creative writing is mm -hmm. that has that influenced because your your work is has a lot of storytelling to it and I wonder if like that influences your movement too. Absolutely, I think it's uh, fascinating. Yeah, absolutely. I think both of us are people who really love stories. We love to any story in any form. We love to walk away from something feeling a connection to it. Mm -hmm. So I think that's something you find in writing all the time. You find it. I mean, in writing through film or through a book or through so many different ways. Um, yeah. Oh, I like that. I, I just find that fascinating when you do see other parts of, of art converge with what you're doing for your career as well. Um, I have to ask, because I think, you know, I always wonder um, when it comes to the fans, because you create such an intimate um, portrait that we feel like we're always looking into your marriage, you know, because you're a couple and you're working together and everything else. Um, was it magical the first moment you met? <laughs> Did you know? Was it like that little Disney fairy tale, like the birds are singing? And <laughs> no. No. Okay. So, oh, this is a good story. People might have heard this story before. So but I'm sorry if you have. Yeah. <laughs> but we were, we were both hired to teach at a workshop in Southern California. We were both asked. Well, actually, you were originally... Oh, you we were both... Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you were originally asked, and then I came in last minute as a sub for actually Mike Song, mm -hmm. who was at the time doing ABDC with Kappa Modern, and because they had made it to the finals, blah, blah, blah... He couldn't teach that day. Yeah, he could teach. <laughs> He's on MTV. Yeah, you know, just going against the Jabberwockies, no big deal. No big deal. Um, but, uh, yeah, so I filled in for him, and that was... I mean, you know, in any industry, you know of the people in it, mm -hmm. and so we had known of each other, but it was the first time we had, uh, we had met... And we had a, a small interaction with a job that we indirect had. Indirect interaction. Indirect mm -hmm. interaction with uh, a job in uh, Norway. And it was my first international teaching job, and it would have been for you as well. I think my first one, I had assisted someone before on a teaching job, but not, not by myself. And this yeah. was kind of like an unheard of thing for dancers like us because we weren't in the industry. Mm -hmm. um, if you wanted to teach internationally, you had to be traveling with an artist, mm -hmm. and it was dancer for so-and-so is teaching yeah. a workshop, not our actual names. And um, so, <laughs> they called both of us. I was the one who called back first saying I would take the job, and so that was our first interaction. Oh, when they do yeah. that, yeah. Whoever calls back first gets the job, <laughs> yes, go! Yes, exactly. <laughs> and you were the guy. Yeah, and I was the guy. I was 19, I was still in college, and I did not think that, you know, this opportunity would come again, and so I was like, I have to do it. I took a semester off. I didn't even talk to my parents about it. I was I'm just sure like, they were thrilled. <laughs> yeah, and of course, her being responsible, she took her time trying to figure out. Well, the I didn't logistics. get a call. I got an email, so I yeah. 
took 24 hours to make sure I could leave all my responsibilities, and I was so excited. And, I and he's like, withdraws, college. Yeah. I'll figure it out yeah. after. I'm just going to say yes, and I'll figure everything else out. Um, of course, I never went back because more opportunities kept coming, and, and, and uh, but yeah, coming back uh, from that trip was the first workshop that we met at, and so I, with that experience, I wanted to be a little extra nice, and mm-hmm. you know, I thought, you know, she's cute girl and I love her work and you know her dancing is beautiful and her character is beautiful and so I uh yeah I wanted to make an impression and when I went out to shake my hand uh or to shake her hand um and introduce myself she um was kind of cold I was just like this (laughs) how is Norway (laughs) (laughs) um but she always says it, it worked, didn't it? It did. It worked. It wasn't intentional. Yeah. I know it wasn't intentional. I've, I've always been a more shy person, mm-hmm. and it, dance has helped me, especially teaching dance has helped bring me out of my shell. So I think meeting this hot guy whose headshots were posted <laughs> everywhere. Yeah. Uh, and also knowing me probably uh, went over teaching and was like scrambling to get out of his way, I think was very short with him. Uh, very short. But again, short. I say it worked. It did work. It worked. So, uh, what came first, the dating or the choreography? Ooh, the, the dating. dating. The dating. Yes. Right. We were actually scared to choreograph Makes because sense. we didn't want it to affect our relationship. We didn't want to argue. Yeah. You know, when you're in that that beginning stage, you're just afraid of anything. Any conflict. Ruining yeah. it. Of course. Yeah, because yeah, you're in the bubble of like everything. The birds are singing. Yeah. Everything's happy and yeah. rainbows and puppies. But what made you take that big leap? Because that is a big deal, and and anyone knows that's you know married and working together, you, you have to create boundaries of what is work mm-hmm. and what is home life and everything else. So, what made you take the leap to say we're going to choreograph together? Well, an opportunity arose. Uh, I, I was actually on a dance team at the time, uh, Choreo Cookies. Um, we had been out on Choreo Cookies for gosh eight years something like that yeah. um, which I ended up directing for an X amount of years and uh, it was toward the beginning of you being on Choreo Cookies I yeah. wasn't on yet I hadn't mm-hmm. moved to San Diego yet and uh, just had this idea for a closing number of this competition piece and I thought hey let's choreograph to this Coldplay song Coldplay Viva La Vida and it wasn't any partner work it was just choreography Yeah. and so our mix of styles you know me being a little more hip hop and then her being, you know, still hip hop, but more on the side of contemporary, um, fusing that together, we, you know, we found something new, and we're like, oh, this is kind of cool. It works, um, and we kept going from there. Yeah, and we were very nice to each other. That's good. Well, yeah. that's we got amazing. along. <laughs> I know, and that's so important too, in understanding that you can work well together mm-hmm. um, in the studio, or and conflicts yeah. do arise when you're like stuck on something, or, or those conflicts do come up. You have to be able to work through those or work Absolutely. through oh, for sure. when you have creative blocks and things like that. Mm-hmm. For sure. When did you when do you feel like your style really evolved into what we know as Keone and Mari? Mm-hmm. Do you have like a year or a piece or a moment? I I really think it was uh, we did a project. It was just the showcase piece and it was uh, a bunch of friends that we put together just to do um, a number and one of the pieces was to Adele's Oh, crazy oh, for you, yeah. And it's on YouTube actually. You can find both Coldplay View La Vida and um, and this piece uh, on YouTube. But it was our our first partner choreography. Yeah. And we thought I think that was our first project too together. Yeah. Whole, first like, collaboration. Yeah. Of something for stage. 
where we're actually both dancing in it. And I think when we were like, okay, let's try some partner choreography, let's try something different. And, and uh, we knew we didn't have much partner training. I had done a little bit of ballroom training in the past, um, but we wanted to try something that was in our lane. Mm-hmm. And so we ran with that and found something and uh, kept going with it, kept trying to evolve it and kept trying to learn things. Was that 2009, 2010, 2009? 2009-ish, yeah, I think. And um, is that when you everything was starting to sort of evolve with YouTube as well? Yes. Like, yeah. Really, I mean, you guys really made an early presence, which I think is so important. Mm-hmm. For sure. And creating sort of this reputation out there. Because it's so funny to think, like, everyone's like, we discovered them in 2017. You're like... We've been around for <laughs> a while, you guys. Yes, for a while. Yeah, yeah, I mean, and you've got quite a following, too. I mean, I, I always sit there and I think of, like, Lil Ian Eastwood, who was, yeah. like, having flying choreographers in that he was, like, I like mm-hmm. this, Mom, can we have him come teach? Yep. And mm-hmm. It's kind of incredible when you think about it. I was it. one of them, too. Yeah. You yeah. were. Yeah. What year, did you go out 2008, nine? Uh, it around was there? around there, too, yeah. yeah. I went out there to the to the Eastwoods and, you know. Did you stay at their house? Mm-hmm. Did the whole nine, Yeah. He was talking about that when I had him on, and I was mm-hmm. like, holy cow. Yeah. I, I was like, did you think that he, this kid was going to be something even at that age? Oh, yeah. I mean, he, he has such a unique way of moving, and um, yeah, he just gets it. I think it's amazing, though, that he gets it, that he was, like, scouting talent, that I'm like, well, <laughs> all you guys are working in the industry. It's pretty amazing. What yeah. is that? <laughs> Who has an eye like that? It really is kind of fascinating to me. Yeah, uh, I think... Um, there's kind of a world that a lot of people don't see, and I think it's coming to light a little more with because of the show, and, and that's kind of the world that we come from. Uh, right now, we're coining it as the urban dance community, mm-hmm. uh, which has us, people like Hinges, um, where Jabberwockies came from, um, crossing paths with where Lay Twins kind of comes from with their underground world. Is this, There's a lot of teachers in these camps that actually we just came from, these summer camps of amazing urban styles instructors just come out freestylers choreographers and we've been doing this for this was our 10th year doing it and we see each other we cross paths we take each other's classes and that's how we meet each other and we see all this amazing talent two questions on this which way am I going to take it well first of all why do you think right now I mean Mm. obviously world of dance but it's been bubbling underneath the surface even before world of dance why are is this style finally getting its due? And I really say, I mean, Jabberwocky has had, has had their mainstream success, mm-hmm. but we're finally seeing others being brought into the fold yeah. um, that haven't before. Well, I think um, a lot of us decided to do this show. I mean, this opportunity <laughs> came up. We heard about it. We heard about all of our other friends and other people we respect that they were going to come out and be part of it. So, you know, that was a big draw for us. And we actually had uh, a meeting with each other, uh, Kinja's, us, Ian, Ian there. there were some other people, uh, Lyle Beniga, Sean Evaristo, Brian Pusos, I don't know. Yeah, people that are in our community that no, didn't necessarily do the show. Yeah, but people who are all in, kind of in this world yeah. that we're all part of, and we talked about like, okay, what is it that we do, and let's take this opportunity to like stamp it and be like, this is what we are you know we actually went through a few years doing these summer camps of crossing paths with the originators of hip-hop and understanding picking their brains like what is hip-hop you know i think there's been a stigma like so you think you can dance people saying oh that's not hip-hop blah 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 and 
you know, people saying what we do isn't entirely hip-hop. Sometimes it is, sometimes it isn't. Mm -hmm. And those few years, few years that we all went through of discovering what, you know, the foundation of hip-hop is, what it actually is, um, we realized, like, yeah, I mean, our foundations lie in hip-hop, but we really went other places because we're all inspired by different kinds of music, different kinds of dances, and while hip-hop is, like, the the major source of it, mm-hmm. you know, there's there's other kinds of styles that are uh, influenced in there. Yeah, and yeah. I think out of a respect for what hip-hop is, yeah. it's just like, okay, I think we're we're different. We're kind of like this thing that branched off, and mm-hmm. to respect what that is, I think we need to, you know, take ownership of what we're all doing, yeah. and we've been having so many of those conversations, you know, with our peers over many years, and so... You know, the show is the chance to be like, all right, let's talk about it. <laughs> yeah, let's see it. Let's see it all yeah. out there. And I think, too, um, that in the conversation of what hip-hop is, to me, I always understand, like, it, it's a lifestyle, it's a culture, sure. and I, I finally, sure. like, seeing the get-down, and I wish more people had seen it on Netflix. It's mm-hmm. still out there, but um, that it had more eyeballs, because we're not getting a season two, but um, mm-hmm. understanding, like, the roots of where it came from, yeah. but that it's not just, like, it's just not, like, so neat that it's, like, this is hip-hop. Because there's popping and locking and right. whacking it. Like, there's so many. Yes. And then within that, there's, you know, you've got yeah. juking. I mean, I could, we could go on and on, yeah. as we yeah. all know. And so it's under, like, this big umbrella of what hip-hop sure. is. And I think that, that people are finally going, oh, yeah. okay, I get that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I get that. And that kind of leads to my second question on all of this. Because uh, the fact that you guys were all sort of meeting and, like, are we going to do the show? Is this an opportunity? Yeah. Um and this came up in World of Dance, like, you guys have mentored a lot of these people that were you were competing against, and um, I do think it's important, because now that you were saying, like, we were talking to the, sort of the founders, the, the grandfathers of hip-hop yeah. at this point, mentorship in the dance industry is mm. super important, and I mm. feel like it's finally coming back. I feel like mm. it lost its way for a while, mm-hmm. um, but understanding, like, who came before you, yes, mm-hmm. and what that history is. Super important. Super important. And And I think it's out of respect for for people who have started this thing and knowing just having the knowledge knowing your your foundation knowing your your alphabet makes it easier to spell and easier to make sentences right and so when you have your fundamentals when you have your knowledge um you can tell you can tell when someone has it or doesn't and we're we're trying to discover what that is in our style but um yeah it's it's a main thing of just respecting what these ogs made you know and passing that information to other people that's really incredible. And I've got to imagine that World of Dance, you know, I, I remember Quick Style just going, we're competing against <laughs> <laughs> people we consider, you know, we, we so respect and things like that. I mean, it's got to be a weird full circle moment for, for a lot of you guys having all of this happen at once. And big network show, Jennifer Lopez, tons of people were watching this summer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You, you know, it, it, it was interesting because when we were filming it, no one was watching it, of course. Mm-hmm. And so it was kind of like almost... Without the television stuff, of course, you know, it, it being backstage, it felt like one of our normal events, being yeah. backstage with our friends and, you know, hanging out and exchanging. And there were times when, you know, Super Crew would be just, you know, ciphering and some people would just jump in and just, you know, exchange with each other. And that was such a beautiful part of, of dance that a lot of people didn't see. The tappers would go in there, mm-hmm. you know, Luke and Jenna would go in there and do their, you know, crazy lifts and yes. stuff and <laughs> my headphones. But yeah, I, I mean, there, it, there was such a beautiful part in that. And that's been going on for a long time at these competitions and not just um, World of Dance, the World of Dance tour, mm-hmm. uh, but 
shows like Body Rock or Vibe or some of these shows that people have gotten to know through the internet um, in Southern California has really escalated this thing and it's it peaked I think not peaked but it, it just got to a, a point where we're ready to share this with the world yeah yeah and it makes me think that like season two because yes they want to bring people back but at the same time they're gonna have an influx of oh. talent people are like we know what the show is now mm-hmm. I'm ready to submit or I want to be on I, I have a feeling that they're going to be overwhelmed <laughs> with people participating um, in the show it's really it was really kind of it was the right time too I, I have to say you know I cover all the dance shows and we were ready for something new and something fresh mm-hmm. and something different every show serves its purpose mm-hmm. and there's a place for all of them but at the same time um, we did need something because what happens after you go on So You Think You Can Dance and you're out there working professionally there mm-hmm. is an opportunity for to showcase that on a professional level too. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. Yeah, and, and I love what you said about how there's a place for all these different shows, and there really is. And you know, we're just we were just excited that you know this was a, another platform for for dancers who you know maybe create their own stuff and mm-hmm. don't want to be on on So You Think where they have to do all these different styles, right. you know. Um, or you know, with with Dancing with the Stars, it's just a different format, and mm-hmm. so uh, it's it's awesome to see and. Uh, I can't wait to see like all the, the talent for, for the next season to come. Which leads to the question, will you be returning? Are you thinking about it? <laughs> the big question, because I'm sure people have asked, of course. You answer. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, what we've been saying is that the door is not closed, okay. but uh, it's not in our immediate plans. Good to know. Okay. Yeah, I know a lot of people are still mulling it over, and yeah. it's. Um, I think it's you know it's hard because it was such a great showcase, and then you have other opportunities now coming your way. But then all of a sudden you think, well, NBC is a network show. This was a huge summer juggernaut. I think for a lot of people, it's like, how do I turn that down too? Mm. Yeah, and you know it it's hard. Like you said, the, the exposure was amazing, um, but at the end of the day, for us personally. You know, we're staying true to what we said on the show wasn't this this fake thing of we're trying to start a family. Like we really are, you know, mm-hmm. and we don't know if that's going to be a part of the equation. Um, you know, one thing that a lot of people don't see is that you know, World of Dance took up a lot of time, mm-hmm. a ton of time. I mean, there's pre-tape and then there's the actual airings themselves. And um, so, I mean, for season one, it was January through February of mm-hmm. filming. But even before that. It was all this preparation we were before that? Yeah, for months beforehand. Um, so, and then when it airs, it's a whole another couple months of you know different things, press and getting picked up on different jobs and opportunities, and the whole social media you know <laughs> thing. Push. Yeah, yeah. To do. I know. Share your work, push yeah. it out there. <laughs> it's a lot of work. Yeah. Um, I, I'm going to ask just a couple things that came came up because I covered World of Dance pretty heavily this summer mm-hmm. um, with other contestants. First of all, how many pieces did you guys come into the show prepared with? Because I found that some people had two or three and then started reworking everything because they started panicking because they saw the talent. <laughs> Other people were flying coaches in after like one round. Like It was amazing to hear how everyone handled it differently. And other people were like, I just was true to who I was because if I did anything different, it was going to be a mess. Right. How did you guys prepare? And then did you change anything? Yeah, we came in prepared. We came in with a plan, uh, A, B, C. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Not just a plan A, because we know things can always change. You go into this situation, multi-round competition, you have to be ready for, for anything. So we had a base. Um, some bases were stronger, more complete than other ones. Uh, 
um, I'd say the first two rounds of ours were pretty like good to go. Solid. Solid. Um, and then within that first part of taping, we had already made some stuff looking to the finale if we made it that far just because we wanted to be ready for it and already working on things. Um, but I think once we got to that third round, oh man, we went through this whole like run around <laughs> oh, between these two pieces. Mm. We wanted the band piece, but then there's other people using harnesses. There were people using ropes and it freaked us out. We were like, oh my gosh, were we too close? To do our band? Yeah. Yes. yeah. Are we going to get docked for doing that? And we went on this whole psychological <laughs> tumble. It messes with you, doesn't it? Like, I, yeah. all the contestants said that. There were certain things that they were like, I kept on going back to the rehearsal studio and going, no, 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 again. Yeah, going back and forth. Yeah, and... I mean, we, like Mari said, we we had come with our, our pieces pretty much prepared, but when it came to that, to that actual week, if we moved on, you know, we would rework things, you know, make it more particular to the stage, or we would mm-hmm. see certain competitors like okay they already did that so let's not do something like that or let's try and do this because someone hasn't do that done that um but yeah we we did have pieces that never got to see the light of day because <laughs> you know we, we had to come prepare it we had we had plenty of these but you know hopefully we'll be sharing that in some place in some form we hope so because yeah. i think a lot of people wanted to see you in that finale and uh we how- actually just posted a couple pieces that were kind of in the lane of what we wanted to do okay um for that finale, which was one of them, was like a straight up hip hop piece, which mm-hmm. was kind of go back to our roots a little bit. Mm-hmm. And we, you know, we had been doing a little more on the storytelling, and we just wanted to come out hard. Um, hard. And yeah. and that was a side that a lot of people didn't see. And we had we had posted a piece recently that was kind of in that lane, what we wanted to go with. And then um, we had another to finish out with a more simplified storytelling kind of piece, and um, that showcased our individuality as well. But just put that out there. Yes, <laughs> I know. That's kind of what we wanted to well, do. And we can see it on your YouTube channel, yeah. of course. Yeah. Um, let's see. Did, um, I know some people wanted to do certain orders of dances. Did the producers at all have you switch anything around? Or did you kind of stick with your game plan? We pretty much stuck with our okay. game plan. We had, you know, communicated right off the bat what, what we imagined. And, of course, there were conversations about possibly moving things, but mm-hmm. it ended up falling falling in the line. way yeah, yeah, we it, planned. We, we lucked out. I know a lot of groups yeah. face a <laughs> lot of song issues. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, music clearance was such a yes, big thing. And we it were, always is. Or even concept clearance yeah. stuff. Yeah. Um, and, and we're kind of, um, it's easier for us because we choreograph our own stuff we conceptualize our own stuff so we kind of are working things from the top down and and uh for other groups they're they're um they're needing to fly in a coach and you know what i mean there's a lot more they have 30 or 16 people in their group right yeah luke and jenna lynn flew in one of their coaches from south africa at one point oh my gosh from south africa South Africa. (laughs) i mean but they were like we need to you know up our game and so that's what they did, you know. Mm-hmm. They knew what they needed to do to make it, you know, through to that next round. Mm-hmm. So, um, two rounds I'd love to talk about. Um, first, the cut, of course. I, everyone watched this piece and thought it was amazing and emotional, and then you posted this incredible, incredible just essay on what you guys have been going through. And I think, um, first of all, so brave, and I think so many people, it resonated with so many people because we sit there as here, especially in the United States, we just always push aside anything when it comes to Mm. depression or mental health or anything else like that. What made you want to come forward with this? Uh, We had talked about it before, and even in the midst of going through that, I felt that God was telling me that there was going to be a time where I was going to share this. Mm -hmm. And 
that I would just, he would just let me know, just give me a little poke when that was going <laughs> to be. So we had talked about, you know, the things that we were going to share as all of this stuff was going to be released because we were kind of making a plan of what we wanted to share alongside all of these pieces because we didn't know what we would be portrayed as. We didn't know how much they would be able to show, which is, you know, you have so many contestants. Right. They only have an hour. Like, you only get a snippet to talk. You know, you have hours of conversations with the story team, but only this much makes it on. Right. So that was a piece that was very, very important and a message that was very important for us, which is so funny because we almost didn't do that piece. Oh, it's so much that doubt that around that piece, which is so funny. Uh, all these issues with, with um, you know, the the band and versus another group that did ropes and right um but we had actually done this piece um well not that piece in particular because we we re-choreographed everything for the for the 90 second format but we had created a piece with that same prop um a year prior that was you know about the same thing and, mm-hmm. and we felt again it was more important to share that message and it was to create some like a really cool piece you know what i mean like it right. was it was more of a responsibility than it was about like this competition. I mean, of course, we we were out to to do our best and put our best work forward. But what an opportunity if you could do both, right? And I think people feel that substance of of what you guys are out there creating. You're not just like, hey, look what we can do. Um, we we feel um, like we're a part of your little bubble, which I I, I don't. It really is. It's and it's it's so intimate, and I, that's what I love about it too. Because I'm like, we're just like totally transported. But then when you sort of, you know, shared that after the show and everything, I was like, wow, it's, you know, I think a lot of fans are like, they have the perfect marriage, life is perfect, mm-hmm. everything's perfect, <laughs> I'm married, I know, life is not perfect, like every, every day is, is so different, and life throws mm-hmm. you curveballs sometimes that you weren't even see coming. Yeah. So I think um, opening up that to, to people that, you know, are, are, whether they're new or old fans is super important, because yeah. it's like, life is relatable. It, yeah, and that's really what we want we want to be human that's a way to relate to other humans is just be human right be okay with your humanness and um I don't know I I, it felt like the right time he kind of pushed me a little bit because (laughs) I forgot like we to be honest like I wrote that blog during a really busy week when we were in the car back and forth from LA just like on the computer just like okay (laughs) uh but it turned out exactly how it was supposed to and uh it's an important part of our story because I think usually people assume that not just about us but like anyone you just assume that they're okay and if everything looks good everything's good on social media yeah then everything's fine those are just the highlights of people's lives they are no one's gonna post about a bad day be aware that they are and people want to share their highlights that's okay yeah and just don't assume that they're not human or super strong or they don't have anything going on right so, and I think the things that we went through, many people go through. And I got so many messages and so many encouragements and so many people reaching out and saying, I go through similar things. And, uh, you know, it made me feel happy about sharing that, but also made me feel less alone. And I hope that me sharing makes them feel less alone and people struggling with their marriage, that they feel less alone. Right. They know that they're not there's nothing wrong with them or they're not nuts. (laughs) No, the more we talk about it, the more, you know, I think it also takes away a lot of the darkness too. It it does, you know, it doesn't, doesn't make life perfect certainly, but I think the more dialogue and everything, you know, it's just instead of being like, I'm just going to have a brave face and smile all day and everything. Yeah. yeah, You you can't, you can't do that to yourself. So 
That was really wonderful. So I just know a lot of people were really moved by that. Um, and then we have to talk about the divisional finals because I'm like, <laughs> you know, this is what I call. I'm like, we will be debating this for centuries. Um, judging subjective. So you know what? It is what it is in terms of that. Um, and I, I know you've heard feedback from the fans, and I've seen it on both sides. You know, Lay Twins are incredible themselves. They're sure. masters at their style. But you guys went out there and did exactly what you were supposed to. And I think that that's what people forget. And I'm like, you, you, Neil gave you 100. <laughs> he was the cranky judge on the panel. Yeah. And all and he's like, 100. Yeah. <laughs> um, but how did you guys feel? Because I really felt like if you're going to go out, like go out on this like magical Frank Sinatra bubble and do it. <laughs> you know? I, I think, you know, for us, I think all the pieces before then were kind of for... Uh, for other people and not for us. Uh, the first round was really uh, pushed by producers for us to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, we, we wanted to introduce ourselves in a familiar way to people. People have seen that piece on YouTube and it might be like, a, oh, I've seen them before, yada, yada, second piece. Um, you know, again, it was like more of the responsible route. We wanted to share this message that we mm-hmm. felt like was more important for people actually was super scared about doing that in a duel round because I was like this is a slow song <laughs> and oh my gosh it's a battle round like we need to come out hard hit hard right? yeah get them and she was like no I'm like no it's gonna be okay um, and of you know we look she back on right. that yeah of course she was right but see, the lesson number one in marriage <laughs> you gotta say yes you're right <laughs> wife is right, right. Yeah. Um, and the third round you know Mario already talked about that so you know when we went to the fourth round I was like okay We've always wanted to do this song. It's it's an important song to us. Mm-hmm. Um, and that generation of dance uh, with Gene Kelly, Fred Astaire, Ginger Rogers just inspires us so much. And we hope to bring a, a new version of that um, in a creative way. And, uh, you know, we, we put, like, literally <laughs> all that we could into okay. that. We, we knew that if we wanted to get to the finals that we'd have to go through the twins. And we saved that for them. We really did because we knew that if it was going to be, you know, a piece that would hopefully, you know, beat them, it's going to be about connection and it's going to be about, it's, you know, not uh, just coming with something that's really cool, right? But coming with something that is is personal and is and is and is meaningful to us. And uh, you know, Neil even told us this is the battle of connections, right? Mm-hmm. As brotherly connection versus a, a spouse connection and. You know, unfortunately, it didn't go that way, but we don't feel, we don't regret doing what we did. Mm-hmm. It, we absolutely are so happy with what we did. I, I, you did the right piece, honestly. I, I've watched that piece probably more than I have fingers on my hands. <laughs> because it, it really Thank was you. one of those. And it was one, and I kept on going back and forth. I'm like, let me watch this, let me watch this. And mm-hmm. I, I kept on, honestly, I, I was one that, that thought you guys should have made it through the finals. I'm not a judge, so what, you know, I can't go back and vote for you guys or anything like that. <laughs> but, um, and it, you know, for me too, because I, I love what Lay Twins, I love their work, I love what they created. Yeah. I just felt when those two particular pieces went head to head, I was just more drawn to your piece. Again, art mm-hmm. subjective. and sure. um, But um, but I see, you know, I, I get what, what people see in, in that round, too, with Lay Twins. And, and everyone, you know, they do their little breakdown, and you're like, what they do as brothers and as twins, you're like, mm-hmm. holy cow, they have right. a crazy connection. But it is something that I find dance fans will probably will never get a full resolution <laughs> on. And you must hear it from fans. Like, you should have gone oh, through. Man. yeah. <laughs> and you're like... 
<laughs> yeah, you just nothing you can really say. It's no. just, you know, it is what it is, and we're very happy with the work that we put on the show. Not just that round, but all the rounds beforehand. And, uh, you know, the nice thing about knowing that you have to go against the twins is you're going against this big giant. So yes. it pushes you a lot, and I think that I'm thankful for them in that way that they really pushed us to be our best yeah I mean it was a magical piece and you know you just ride the world to dance wave that's all (laughs) you know that's what you got to do with all of that Um, I spoke to you guys on National Dance Day and Mm -hmm. um, Nigel was like they're coming back and (laughs) and then I said to you I hear you're back on So You Think and you're like I'm like, you guys, it's Nigel. Um, he, you know what? What I love about Nigel is the fact that he um, gets so excited. He doesn't like to keep the news a secret because um, he wants everyone to know. And he was so excited that you guys were going to be back on the show this season. So I know that's coming a little later. Yeah. Within the next few weeks. Yeah. Few weeks. But yep, soon. Um, I I get all of the choreographers on Fridays. On Fridays. So everyone will get to know. Uh. If you follow my Twitter account. They give me the list of choreographers, so you guys will know what week it is. But, yeah. um, but you know, what does it mean to be coming back? Because it's season eleven was the last time we saw you. Is that right? Or Gosh, were you in was se- this season eleven? Um, <laughs> I don't think you guys were in season twelve for some reason, which was stage no. versus street, right? Oh yeah, no, we you know. were. We did you do mm, one? No, no you did so. Jenna and Tucker, which was season ten, and then Jackie and Zach. I know was season eleven. Yeah, that's right. I think we that did. was it. Yeah, yeah and I, I know you weren't it's there season for fourteen th- right now. Yes, mm-hmm. so it's been two seasons. I'm surprised we didn't yes. see you for Stage versus Street. That was one of them. So you guys must have been really busy that you summer. Busy. Yeah, you know, <laughs> unfortunately, like kind of going back to that conversation we had earlier with the summer camps and all that you know yeah. we we almost booked that out almost a year in advance mm-hmm. and so it's hard for us to say okay we're gonna block out this time for so you think because you know we just never know every year and, and sometimes they go they, they're not necessarily in a week to week but maybe like two weeks out sometimes like we need you for this or we need mm-hmm. you for that yes. so i know for a lot of choreographers they're like yeah. <laughs> it's always <laughs> so last minute but you know it's unfortunately it didn't work out the last two two seasons but you know but we're good timing did. we're back yeah. yeah this is a good season too yeah. have you been oh watching yeah we we caught up a little bit yeah. there's just there's some really really amazing people on the show they're all like first of all they're most of them are already professionals and working because mm-hmm. everyone now works from like the age of eight yeah <laughs> they're sure. Asian and yeah. they're like 10,000 followers on Instagram but um this this group is really well cross-trained I have yeah. to say um, it's last night's show when I was watching in studio I'm like we're going to remember this particular episode for a long time like mm-hmm. it was just really strong mm-hmm. and here on out the eliminations are just it's sad do you know what I mean you're like right, why do they right. have to go why do they have to go with only yeah. 10 so yeah we were sad to hear about Daffy we got to meet her and dance with her a few months ago and she's incredible but uh, we were sad that she had to She go. was sad, too. <laughs> I know. And uh, she was like, I want to stay. She wanted to stay here to come see you guys ah. <laughs> later today. But they whisked her away. But um, what are you looking forward to most in returning, so you think? I, I think it's uh, just the opportunity, again, just to go out there and, and showcase our work. I mean, so you think was really the first, uh, you know, show that gave us an opportunity to um, choreograph. Um it's kind of a funny story how that all happened. Oh, I want to hear it. Yeah. Yeah. Was it Jeff Thacker behind the scenes? Uh, yes. Yes. Jeff Everyone. Papa Jeff. <laughs> also, Dietrich's had a lot to do with oh, uh, just pushing our work to Jeff. And it was for like a couple of years. Mm-hmm. And um, we finally got this opportunity. Uh, GTA, our agency, had a, an agency showcase 
um, or sorry, a, a client showcase with the with Jeff and a couple of his producers for So You Think, and a lot of choreographers brought their work, showcasing for the upcoming season, and here we come along, <laughs> um, and we showcase our Dangerous piece uh, by Michael Jackson, which had gone a little viral on YouTube um, mm-hmm. at the time, and Ellen had Ellen DeGeneres had brought us out for, uh, to showcase that piece on her show as well. But we, yeah, brought that to the forefront, and I guess seeing us live was kind of the, the last nail in the coffin for like, okay, these guys need to come on. And so he brought us on and literally just that piece. And it it was easy for us. It was like, bring that piece to the show. Yep. And and then they kept bringing us back for the next, uh, for the, well, for the next season they brought us back. But um, they've been asking us continuously every year. Mm -hmm. You know, it's such a wonderful place for choreographers. And there's a reason you guys want to return over and Mm -hmm. over again. And I I try and explain to people what the atmosphere is like. I'm pressed. You know, I sit there on the press line. But I've got to tell you, like, Everyone that works on the show is so welcoming. It's like this big dance family. I don't even know how to yeah. explain. I always feel like I'm at summer camp. Yeah, <laughs> and then summer's you know summer camp's ending, and you're like, no. Oh. <laughs> uh, you get back to the bubble of the real world. But um, the atmosphere that like Jeff and Nigel and everyone that works on the show have created is really incredible. It is. It is, and they've always been so respectful of the choreographers on the show. They show so much love to them and. Also, just you know, it's this really open place for people to share, and it's it's really great. It's done so many good things for many people, oh, yeah. and made people household names. You yeah. know, you can sit there, and I can you know now list fifteen, twenty, thirty choreographers yeah. like for people that are watching from home. Mm-hmm. That's a really big deal. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. Um, I have to also ask because this this was I, I went and checked the views. I was like, how many is it at now? And it's like over. And I was like, is that a billion? Justin Bieber. Oh. Come on. <laughs> I was like, that one is unbelievable. That's like the little video that keeps on going. Yeah. You know, it's funny because we, it wasn't maybe a few months ago, but we were, yeah, we were looking at a video. We had come across it again. We're like, I wonder where it's at now. And Mario was like, why does it say 18? And Mari, that's not 18, that's one beat. <laughs> There's a B one, on that oh. thing. <laughs> my, my brain did the same thing. I was looking at the numbers and I'm like, how many million is that? And then I'm like, oh no, that's billion. That's We're over. <laughs> it's crazy. It's, crazy. it's pretty crazy. And uh, it's funny too because the way that all went down, it was just uh, so low key. Mm-hmm. And it and felt so last minute. So it was like very, very quick minute. and very. Yeah. It felt like a video shoot that we were doing for like one of our YouTube videos. Like that's yeah. how low key it, it felt and then it just blew up a couple wow. days later. It was we choreographed it in one day, we shot it in one day, and then it released like two or three days later. Oh my it was gosh. crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we had like no time to create and it was just that day and then we didn't even see the house. We had to like put everything together. We had to record everything for the phones, that phone moment. Yes. Um, and so everything was. So just then kinda... you're there and you're like, okay, that hallway is really narrow. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> How do we use this? Yeah. And then we were actually practicing with a fridge door that was bigger. And we're like, okay, this fridge door is way it's smaller. It's like half the size. Yeah. You're like, okay, all this out. Yeah. But yeah, it turned out great. I mean, sometimes you need those situations to just push you a little oh, bit. Oh, yeah. And we knew. We we're like, all right, Justin Bieber. And a lot of people will see in this. So. Tons of people are going to see it. I mean, I love it. Like, there's still articles, too, if you go back, like, Elle magazine. Like, who's the cute couple in the beach? <laughs> <laughs> and then they're, like, pulling all these, like, Instagram photos of you guys. Yeah. They do this. It's <laughs> funny. And people are like, are you brother and sister? I'm like, I hope not. <laughs> hey, I think we're married yeah, the last time yeah, I looked. <laughs> yeah. But it's, um, it's, it's cool. And then that was really, uh, gosh, a 
coming to the forefront for the first time as as choreographers and as performers, and we mm. had been doing our own stuff. I mean, so you think had brought us on, but you know we're behind the scenes, and this was like you know really come to the forefront. And you know, Bieber wasn't in, in the video; it was just us, and it's getting shown yeah. everywhere. And we get people in places saying, "Hey, are you those dancers in the video?" Yeah. Still, and it's uh, pretty crazy. Yeah, I think that whole album for him too, because he, he, they did so many different pieces and right. stuff. Um, you know, Justin Bieber gets in a lot of trouble from time to time. But I, I think what's interesting, like, what? <laughs> what I do think is interesting, though, is that he really does appreciate dance and dancers mm-hmm. yeah. um, and to have an understanding of, like, the music can just speak for itself and let someone else come in and do the movement and tell the stories. Yeah, it was really cool that he just signed off on that whole project to just let dancers take over it's kind his of album and then to share it. Yeah on all of his platforms I and, think that's and pretty shout amazing out, shout out to Scooter his manager yes. for putting that forward and to Paris yeah. yep. um, I mean they really gave her the project and she's the one that dispersed it amongst all these people mm-hmm. and uh, we're super grateful for her picking us yeah well mm-hmm. yours was a massive hit <laughs> out of that too and Scooter Braun might be he might be running for governor here in California Wait, I what really I am totally serious oh my about gosh <laughs> he has been asked to run for governor no so way. we might have That's governor crazy. Scooter <laughs> governor Scooter I like to break news you guys oh, oh my gosh <laughs> it's totally true I was like that could be amazing you know what he's a businessman he well, might have some interesting ideas I don't know but I mean the things that we're seeing in office these days I guess <laughs> I'm like I don't know Surprise. <laughs> I know, it's nothing possible. surprising uh, whatsoever. <laughs> um, you know, I read something, and maybe it was in your bio too, and I just want to kind of touch on this because, yeah. especially as artists, um, everyone gets defeated and everyone goes, I'm supposed to do this. I'm supposed to have like the picket fence and the family by this age and this time, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. then I'm supposed to have my job where I get the gold watch and I retire and everything's good. Right. You guys almost quit in 2010. Is that true? Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, what? Yeah. <laughs> Cause it's kind of like seven years later I'm sitting here thinking oh my gosh thank goodness you didn't yeah, yeah we think that all the time yeah you know we we had been we had a presence on YouTube already we had been putting our work out there um, teaching traveling it was great um, you know but we really asked ourselves you know can we can we do this you know as a because we really wanted to have a family mm-hmm. at that point we are talking about marriage and, uh, you know, just the generations before, it was, you know, it was very cookie cutter. It was, nice. you go to school, you graduate after four years, you get a job, you have a family, and you're set for life by 25. And Well, and then you work <laughs> at the same place your yeah. whole life, and you get to have a pension, and you go to the same, like you go to the same desk, yeah. and that's what yeah. you do. And, yeah. and, you know, my mother-in-law, her, her mother just, you know, told us that every generation uh, makes a mark for themselves in a different way. And that really encouraged us and inspired us to realize, you know, that doesn't have to be that route. It doesn't have to be um, that. We can we can create our own route. And you can see there's so many entrepreneurs in this generation, um, so many people creating their own work and their own platforms. Uh, <laughs> and it's amazing to see because there's so many resources out there. And to go back to that, um, that time in 2010, uh, we just didn't know. You actually had started going back to or signed up to go back to school yeah I took like a class to just get my feet wet just in community college and my aim was my dad's a nurse and I was like okay like maybe I'll go into nursing I'll go into nursing let's just try this out start to get back into school I'll go shadow at, a nurse and you were uh, working at Pete's and I was working I got a job at Pete's coffee wow um I was just like okay this is my new path we like 
put this video on YouTube. We did this performance. Yeah. We're like, this is going to be our last video that yeah. we ever put out on YouTube, and we're just going to kind of cool it with dance, and it'll take a backseat in our lives. What called you back? Was it a job, <laughs> or was it like a gut thing at that time? Um, it was kind of a divine intervention moment. Thing, yeah. um, you know, we had, going back to that video that Mari put out, uh, or that she was talking about that we put out, um, just the response from that particular video was incredible, but particularly with this one person who reached out to us and said that he had been contemplating his life. And to hear that our piece affected his, his life and, and that decision was he, the turning point. Yeah, he was contemplating taking his life. Mm. And yeah. at that point, saw somehow saw that video and it like snapped him yeah. out. Yeah. yeah. And, and we're like, ah, this is bigger than us. You yeah. know, we, we had been praying before that, like, is this, God, is this what you want us to do? Mm-hmm. And kind of no signs up to that point. <laughs> <laughs> there was a sign. Um, but there was. There was a sign. There were other things, but we still were like, no, no. We ignored them a lot. No, yeah. wait, this is not what we're supposed to do we need to go this direction because this is we to have a family to be married to have all of those things we need to have our life this way but it was that moment that was the clear <laughs> moment like I remember having my laptop and just jaw dropping my was like well, what happened and you just showed her the message and you know we just crying crying just... in his mom's kitchen yeah <laughs> just so overwhelmed isn't that great though you had like your Oprah aha moment yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just, what's your aha moment you have it yeah. and you have to always like when you're having those days of doubts you go oh remember that moment yeah. this is what we're supposed to do yeah and I think too as artists we often think like we are not curing cancer we're not solving world mm. peace like sometimes we don't think that our job is important I think mm. um, but you forget that you're constantly affecting people um, on an emotional level and that mm. resonates to other areas of their life because you're just thinking oh they're having fun or they're enjoying it or mm. whatever but uh, you know and I always think like my job is an entertainment reporter but it's storytelling it's storytelling mm-hmm. on Absolutely. many different levels yeah, I'm the conduit to get the story yeah. out there but at the same time we have to remember like the world is crazy and chaotic and we're all just trying to fight our way through it mm-hmm. so you have to do your part and, and create this path and Absolutely. it's amazing that your path was like right there on a YouTube video yeah it's it's nuts I don't yeah I don't even remember the name of the person or the we don't even use that YouTube channel anymore but whoever you are thank you because you changed our lives in turn yeah and that moment on we were like you know what this is what we're gonna do and I remember Keone sitting there it's like we have to go for it we have to go 100% yeah and we just gotta try and if it doesn't work it doesn't work but we're we gotta give it 100% which we hadn't really there was all these little like in the back of our minds before like "Mm, we'll do this for now but yeah yeah. in two years we will Yeah. yeah right um just one final question. Um, obviously, family is on the table, of course, yeah. and it's exciting. Yeah. Yes. I, um, I was like, we're going to have a little more, another generation of dancers, maybe, <laughs> um, from you guys. But um, what are your sort of choreographic goals, dance goals um, beyond world of dance? Because this is such a, this has been such a big push, I think, for you guys. It's been amazing. People are like, I can't believe I've never seen them before. I'm like... So you think you can dance? YouTube guys, have you Justin Bieber? Yeah, yeah I mean, you guys, wait, you've been out there for sure. So, yeah, you know, I I think, uh, you know, it, it's it's so weird to say uh, we really don't have like those goals of like I want to choreograph for this mm-hmm. artist or have this show. I mean, obviously, we would really love to do, to do those things. Um, at the end of the day, we just hope that our work can 
can provide for you know our family and our future family but we understand that we're at a place in time that uh, we have a platform and we have an opportunity to share you know beautiful work that can inspire not just uh people but also dancers to become better dancers you know we always talk about we don't want to be these old generation dancers that are like back in my day we did better yeah you know what I mean like we just want to look at it and be like okay we did all that we could and look now they're now they're running with the torch Mm -hmm. and um and so we're we feel like we're just getting started man like we we have so much in store uh, and th- uh, we want to do more theater work. We want to do mm. more online work. Currently, we're working on um, a multimedia ebook that incorporates dancing, uh, cool. specifically dance videos. And we're finally incorporating her creative writing degree. Yes. And um, we've created this really awesome story. We feel so happy about the story. Mm. Uh, we just have to execute on as far as design, as far as music, and as far as the dancing goes. And so we started filming, actually. We, we just filmed part of it in Japan. Um, we did a little underwater shoot a few months ago. And so we're like, it's going to be a nine-chapter book um, that's yeah. written by Mari. The story's created by us. Uh, going to have some illustration, some film, um, and design. And yeah. original music by this amazing musician named Ben Soli. Um actually getting emails currently about the music oh I'm excited yeah. that sounds yeah. so cool what a great like multimedia project yeah too. we're really excited and uh, we did a kickstarter for it last year so yeah. thank you to all of our kickstarter backers who yeah. believed in, in that idea and we're finally like it's crazy because we've been talking about it for a year it's like it's, it's like you chip away at something and it's finally starting to like really happen where we can see things and mm-hmm. see footage and travel places and do these things that we've been talking about for so long so it, it really went on pause because of world of dance mm-hmm. like we didn't know we were doing world of dance until yeah. around this time last year mm-hmm. and we had already made plans to do this this project and uh we put that on pause and the pause elongated because it ended it up being longer <laughs> um, but we're back in the swing of things and uh it's a good time you know we've kind of established ourselves as storytellers so we hope to mm-hmm. just continue with that route and in theater like i said in film with artists uh, in the commercial work as much as we can. We want all of it. We want to do it all. Oh, yeah. well, we can't wait to see it all, you guys. And I know Suey so Think is on the table in the next few weeks, yes. so we will see you guys there. But um, thank you so much for coming in. This has been amazing. Yay. I know. Thank you for having us. Oh, of course. Tell everyone where they can find you online, Instagram, all that good stuff. You go first. <laughs> <laughs> we have a website, keoniandmari.com. Really easy. And then you can find all of our links and social media handles there. But I'm usually at underscore Mari Madrid. Perfect. And at Keone Madrid, uh, both on Twitter, Instagram, mm-hmm. and our Facebook, Keone and Mari. Oh, I... Keone and Mariel, sorry. On Is the it? Facebook. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. The full form Someone name. stole the... <laughs> the uh, Keone and Mari. How dare they? That's okay. <laughs> All right, well, thank you so much. It's just, it was so wonderful watching you guys on World of Dance. Thank I know you. that, you know, it, just, it was such a magical journey. And I still think they should have made the finals. (laughs) I'll say it. All right. (laughs) All right, you guys. Thank you so much for joining me on To the Point with Kristen Burt. We've got another exciting guest coming up next week, which I will announce on Friday. For now, thank you so much for joining us. And, of course, thank you to Dance Network and Popcorn Talk. From producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network, 
We would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit popcorntalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of the Popcorn Talk Network or its owners or principals.